and welcome to the 100th episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, aka Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Both of them will be attending EUIC, and therefore we're going to give you a bit of an update to the EUIC meta today. Last week's episode, we had a meta discussion with three top players about what their testing groups have been playing and things like that, but we got some more data coming in from these online tournaments, and so... We feel like it's responsible to give you a bit of an update. The first person joining us for the first time in a while, but the like 12th time overall, if not more, we have Grant Matthew, a.k.a. Boosie K. Hello, Kevin. Uh, I'd like to say congratulations on 100 episodes. <laughs> um, I'd also like to say happy Easter weekend, happy Masters weekend and happy birthday to you. buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. I appreciate that. And joining us for the first time, all the way over from Europe right now, over in Denmark, we have Christian Fontenot. Christian, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, i just like to say I wasn't told it was your birthday, so uh, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and congratulations on 100 episodes. I wasn't told that either. So uh, this, is all, this is all big news to me. But yeah, it's going to be a good episode, for sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not one for milestones, so you were purposely not told either of those. It's too late. <laughs> All right, so to start us off, we're going to talk a little bit about the Pokemon trading card game live because now we've all been playing it. For better or worse, we have all been forced to it. So we're going to talk a little bit about it, the good, the bad, the everything. And then most of the episode is going to be talking about EUIC. We're going to go deck by deck, the good, the bad. Is this a good play? Is this a bad play? Should you tech against this, even if it's a good or a bad play? All that good stuff for all of the meta decks. So first, Pokemon trading card game live. Grant, you mentioned you're the one who wanted this on the agenda. What you got for us? Yeah, you know, I'm normally known for my Grant rant segments on the podcast, and uh, it's not necessarily a rant, but <clears throat> having some time to play with it now, it's been an interesting experience. Um, I did not migrate. I started with the free decks that they gave you. Um, I did it on my computer. I got uh, four Mew codes for 250 each. Um, so that gave me the Mew deck, essentially, as well as a bunch of uh, whatever the credit is to craft cards. Um, I did four toolkits as well for the Lumineon toolkit, and that gave me a bunch of credit. So I basically was able to build all the decks that I need. Um, and on desktop, I think, you know, the, the game, I guess, is okay. Uh, building your deck is quite the nightmare. Um, having to search things, scroll down the different variety you know like okay well full art pre-release promo whatever it's yeah it takes a lot of work to figure out um there's no smooth interface to it like there was on go uh on uh pdcgo um my problem mainly was it bricked my computer essentially my mouse would keep disconnecting uh if i hovered over icons on my toolbar it would everything would start flashing up and this is a new pretty new computer i built it with top-of-the-line parts right before the uh, COVID price spike. So I use it. I've got five monitors going. Great uh, for everything else, you know. Never had an issue with it. And all of a sudden, just destroyed it. So I've gone to my gaming iPhone, an iPhone 8 Max or whatever, the bigger one, and it's you can see where they, you know, put their focus in on the mobile. It's, it's pretty smooth and crisp. It, it reminds me a lot of Snap. It's, it works really well at the Deck building still sucks, but um, yeah, just the the whole thing's been kind of a, a cluster to say the least, but 
I mean, it shows some promise, I guess. Uh, queuing in the games, I think there's an issue there. I had a, I had a queue for like over an hour down in the Togepi, you know, uh, tier, trying to find my first games. I'd, and I'd quit out. I'd start it again. Quit out. Start again. Go look at my stats. The first time playing, like, uh, 0 for 7. Seven losses. So I got a loss for every time I tried to queue into the game and never got a game. So uh, that's been my experience so far. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think playing people down at those levels is all the pre-made decks, so it's not really any help for testing. So nope. thankfully having <laughs> a, a testing group is is uh, helping with that. But, um, yeah, that's that's it. What do you guys think? Christian? Yeah, I have... I have opinions uh, on live. Actually, not not all negative. I think when the game works, <laughs> a big emphasis on when. Um, I think it's fine, right? I can I can play the decks I want, like reasonably. I think they give you a fair amount of credits just for playing. Um, once you get out of like Elo Hell, which really isn't that bad, uh, like Great Ball, Great Ball League tier, whatever, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. it's fine. You get like actual decks, like actual opponents. Um, I've been grinding as well, just online. Um, I migrated like a couple of days before Scarlet and Violet just to like get out of like the lower ranks. But I mean, it's nice that I can play on my phone and I can play with most of the decks like that are relevant, uh, with like minimal effort because the credit system is thankfully pretty good. But it's like the game is so slow, first and foremost, especially on my phone. I had a bit, I have a bit of an older phone, uh, so that's probably part of it. But even, like, on desktop, I have a, a gaming PC back home, so that should not be an issue, right? It's a, it's a card game. But, like, playing Gardevoir, for example, you have to manually drag all of your <laughs> energies up, and for every energy, it places 20 damage. And then it goes back, and it loads between everyone. Like, attaching 10 energies to Azacian to end the game, like, everyone knows the game's over, right? But attaching energy to Azacian, yeah, that's going to take you like a, a solid minute. It's a miserable experience um, to just sit there and do that. And then sometimes with Guardi, I think we found out the reason. But like sometimes it'll lock you into uh, whatever the, um, what's called, whatever the ability is called. I just call it Psychic Recharge. Uh, oh, the Guardi ability, yeah. But yeah, uh, Guardi's ability. Like it'll just lock you into it. You won't be able to end it, and I think it's if your opponent concedes while you're like in the ability, it'll lock you in. Um, but it'll still give you the win if you like close the app. I think I'm not sh- I'm not sure all the <laughs> details on that, but it's a mess, right? It's it's a mess. Uh, but when the game works, like it's it's just it's just PCGO, but again, and has like a, a ranked ladder, which is cool. Um, I don't, I don't think it was necessary. Like, I just, I, I don't know why I had to migrate, but I'm here and I get to play Pokemon, so it's okay. It's like the migration was one of those things that it was really cool at the start, right? Because it was like TPCI mm-hmm. is going to take charge of this. So all the game rules should be accurate. They can fix things immediately instead of going like, yep. you know, all right, you got to go tell Direwolf. Direwolf has to fix it. And then they have to send back mm-hmm. and let them test it to make sure that it works the way it's supposed to. But uh, yep. like you said, it's not. So I'm a, I am a weird case. I've not encountered a single bug. I've only played probably 25, 30 games on live because like we'll get to this. The game is so slow. <laughs> the game is just so slow at all the actions, but I haven't encountered any bugs. So in theory, I'm content. But in reality, I am on Twitter and I'm well aware that it is not 
perfect. And that's no. the killer. We were forced to migrate and it seemed good. It did seem incredibly positive that it was going to be under TPCI's rule because they they don't make the rules, but they get the rules from TPC. <laughs> Shout out to Earn not shuffling back impact energy on that one, but they get the rules. <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah, can we appreciate Archeops being the better Houndoom just like all the way around? <laughs> Finally, I get some revenge. Houndoom, Houndoom just can't feel great about that. No. <laughs> it's like, yo, single strikes finally <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah. And it works so well with uh, Radiant Serena, too. Like, mm -hmm. I really have a good, like, uh, single strike engine going, and they took that from us. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the game is, in theory, the migration was supposed to be good, and it just still has to work properly. I am in a Discord where I can send stuff immediately to someone at TPCI. And so feel free to tag me. If you have video of bugs on Twitter and you tweet it out, feel free to tag at mellow underscore magic and I can forward it over to them. Cause if you just complain into the void, guess what's not going to get fixed the bugs that they don't know exist. So please do that because they exist. <laughs> and there's a lot of them because I am in the discord where I can see what other creators are posting about bugs as well. That's the killer. That is the thing, but the speed, the speed sucks. The game is so slow and clunky, and that's what confusing. kills it. It's confusing. See, I, I click. No, I think I the UI like is so good. Have, Mostly, I slide something up. Like I have to drag it up into the spot. I have to like I keep clicking the card, and I get the full art card. Like I got to go back to the screen because I'm supposed to drag my card. Like it should just should be more intuitive. Oh, you're talking about the and deck that, building those, or the no the gameplay. Yeah. So really? like I'm, you know, when you select yeah. something like you rope, and then you have to pick your thing to the active, and like I keep clicking the wrong card, like it moves over, and like it's it's just kind of like not how you would play the game. Like at least yeah. like PTCGO, it felt like this is how I'd be playing the game IRL. Yeah. And now it's like uh, you know, like you could drag you know the boss up and tag their card and stuff no, like that. Like I you miss tap that. Their card in real life and things like that. Like it's just. Um, I still do and, that and I, too on this. I'll drag the boss to it, and then it goes right back to yeah. my hand because it's not <laughs> the valid right. place and, to play the card. So it's it's yeah. conditioning us into a, a play style now, which I think is going to be kind of hurtful for the IRL game, you know, on its own going forward. Because that was the best part was that you could learn the game from PCGO and actually how to play it. But the other thing is, I think that's what makes the turns take so long, is to have to do all these extra steps. And so I don't know, like do like the online tournaments have to make rounds longer because I think that's become an issue where every game is going to be really close to time when these games should be over pretty quick, especially now like with Lost Box being everywhere, like a lot of single prize stuff. So you're going to take six prizes and it's going to take forever. And so, you know, now who is that going to kill the online scene if that happens? Because now you're going to have to play eight hour tournaments instead of six hour tournament. You know, the whole thing is, is, messed up all because it's so clunky yeah i'm pretty sure just to interject i'm pretty sure most online tournaments have gone from 25 minutes to 30 minute timers because okay, of live good. and also another thing like when you add someone uh, to your friends list yeah. on live you have to close the game log <laughs> back on to challenge them it's it's so bad and it's, that's it's a long yeah. loading screen it takes yeah. a while like it's like, like even on pc like yeah. it's not like catching yeah, yeah. Pokemon or something, like, <laughs> yeah. capturing assets. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. 
fire the guy who put that in that's just too much no i love that i love the stupid no. things i wish there, there's so many other issues but i think it's so stupid yeah, i love it, it's it. like th- it gets like 36 out of 39 it's like collecting assets where you're like okay and then it switches to a snarky quip like who who got paid money to put that in from 36 to 39 Bro, the same person who put in, I just ate a whole bottle of ketchup. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. That's a Pikachu reference, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's funny. I, like, hey, we're taking a little while here. Here's something funny for you. I love the pre-game thing. I hate the post-game ones. <laughs> if I lost, I don't want to see you flexing <laughs> and saying GGs or whatever. I hate that with a passion, but I love the pre-game ones. <laughs> Mine says something like, well, that settles that. Or something like, if you say that IRL, you probably get DQ'd. I guess yeah. the better deck won, huh? <laughs> like, what? This is also feedback no, like- I've given them intentionally that I encourage everyone else to. I'm going to use my platform. Tell them to stop making us click the prizes and hit done when you win the game. Because it oh. takes so much extra time to finish the stupid game and when you're on the winning side of things it doesn't feel good and when you're on the losing side of things it feels really bad <laughs> to sit there and wait that extra time anyway christian i'm oh, sorry go ahead. No, sorry it was relevant it was relevant okay yeah, imagine imagine yeah. the irl pop off if you you know you attack and then you have to reach yeah. over and take your two prizes and the cut screen goes to the prize yeah. maker. <laughs> all right so live is Okay, <laughs> it exists. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for it, obviously. Like, yeah, I, I wish it was better, but especially with the four stuff. Like, they had a whole year to, mm-hmm. to get these things in place. Like, we're still in beta, and it's a forced, you know, beta. And the other thing, I'm, I'm curious about like the business model. I don't know. Codes don't do a lot, but codes do drive buying product and, and drawing people into the game. Like, if you're a collector and you have codes, you see a lot of people always like, I have all these codes here, here they are for free, but the others. Like, I have codes. Where do I put them in? Now I'm playing the game online. Now I'm playing more. Now I'm buying more. You know, going to these events and spending 70 bucks and all this stuff. And, like, you get half the decks for free and you can craft and you can only put 400. Is that real? You can only put 400 of a set in? Yeah, I don't so, understand actually, that one. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me to be capping these things. That's really weird. I, yeah, I haven't heard that yet. But I'm sure. I'm sure it's something about exploiting... You know, celebration, uh, yeah, celebrations essentially. But you could do that for one set. I have yeah. hundreds of battle styles codes. Now they're like I actually have to get rid of them because I have more than four hundred. Yeah, the economics of it, it was always going to be a loss. That was a given. And I'm not a business mm-hmm. person. I've constantly explained I don't understand the business of TCG. I made a tweet a little while ago and like, why do people sponsor people? Don't you just lose money? And like several people reached out and said, yes, <laughs> we intend yeah. to lose a lot of money. It's like, okay, cool. That's intentional. Live is I'm pretty sure the same thing of like, I'm pretty sure they just intend to lose a buttload of money. But there's just like things like that where it's like, but why? Because like yeah, the code it, secondary market means people buy it, open them, sell the singles and sell the codes. So it's like. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. It, it should still be, you, you don't do this, especially bring it in internally to lose money for a purpose, like, or without a purpose. Like, the purpose should be growing the game, bringing people in, having an outlet for people. Otherwise, if that's not the case, give Robin a few, uh, <laughs> a few more weeks and he'll have a client for us. You know? Like, he's he done a better job. Yeah. He's yeah. done, yeah. The, the um, simulator's already great. 
other than not being able to Marnie do a Marnie to draw your deck, which has been a problem on everything, I guess. Uh, Tabletop <laughs> right. sim simulator too. Um, but get, uh, Robin did, uh, you know, the limitless is so much better than Tom or whatever the, the failed one was. Um. Like, I can't believe that they haven't hired him. You know, yep. like just buy buy Limitless and make everyone's life easier. IRL yep. people use Limitless <laughs> when during COVID. Like, come on. And, and and plugging and plug his uh, Patreon, the Limitless Patreon too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin and I are both uh, patrons of, yeah. of theirs. Anyone out there who has the means and uses anything, it doesn't have to be the play Limitless. If you use Limitless TCG. Please go to Limitless's Patreon, subscribe for like a dollar or two, I think is the lowest tier a month. That way, because Robin is currently doing it, and he said this on the podcast like two years ago when we had him. It was one of the early episodes. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I'm just using my world's winnings to fund Limitless still. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, if you have the means, please go support them <laughs> for that. Yeah. Anyway, let's jump into the UIC stuff. Because we could keep ranting about live, but we have a lot of decks, a lot of stuff to cover, and uh, some of it's probably going to go faster than others. It's like, no, nah, the deck sucks. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Lost Zone stuff, and we're going to start with what I think is the best version of Lost Zone stuff, and Christian and Grant, you can disagree with me and tell me Tina's better or whatever, but I think the Mirage Gate versions are the best one and going to be the most played. That's either the Sky Seal Stone or the Forest Seal Stone. Now, of course, I'm testing for Portland, so I'm working on things that are a little more responsive to a meta that will be developed as opposed to an undeveloped meta, which you two are prepping for. So, Christian, can you start us? What do you think for Lost Zone, like Mirage Gate stuff? Is there a better version? Do you think it's going to be the most played? Do you agree with me on that one? Like, where are you thinking with these Lost Zone decks? So, first of all, I think Sky Seal Stone Lost Box, at the very least, is probably one of the best decks in the format easily. Um, it might be the best. I think it's too early to say there. Uh, but it is really, really, really strong uh, in testing. It's been, like, a really, really big hurdle for a lot of decks uh, we've been putting together to, like, climb... Um, having to deal with Snorlaxes and Samazentas and even early Trams and Sableye, and then also like Drapions and Raikos or even potential Zapdoses sometimes see play, uh, just taking like three to four prize cards, like when they really shouldn't be, is it, it can react to so much in the format, and even in a meta that's like this like under underdeveloped and unrefined it can counter everything, like if it wants to. Um, could also like the Kyogre build, which I think is less good, but I mean, it, there's a there's a world where it exists, um, so it's like worth keeping in mind. But I do not think it'll be the most played deck. Uh, I think the most deck play the, the most played deck will be Mew. If you combine both Mew variants, uh, that's more of an EU thing. Uh, yep. EU loves Mew. Um, I don't I don't know why they love Mew, but they love Mew. And uh, like for a lot of people, EUIC is like their last chance or like their big chance at an invite. So a lot of people are going to go for their comfort pick, which for most players will be Mew. Um, so that's why I expect to see a lot of Mew. And if I'm going into EYC, I want to be auto-winning or at least having a very favorable matchup against Mew. If that means playing double Drapion, then so be it. Which, if you're playing double Drapion, your deck's probably not that good. But that's a separate discussion. Um, <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Rapid Strike Box for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, noticeably not on the decks we're going to talk about today. But uh, keep it that way. Yeah, is you can play if you want to play it, and you're listening to this. It is technically a deck, and there will be at least one in day two for sure. It is good oh, enough to yeah, but yeah. It, it would not be on my list. That's for sure. <laughs> Loses to Lugia, and therefore bad. That's yo. Let's go. Shout out to last format. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Grant, uh, thoughts on any single prize loss zone or Mirage Gate? I guess because not all single prize. There's a Drapion in every build. Yeah, I I mean I I really like the deck. I think it's really um, useful. But uh, to Christian's point, it definitely won't be the most played because I think one yes Mew. And I remember last year metagaming for you. I see it's like I know Mew and Malamar are so popular in in Europe, and I was right. Four, the first four decks I hit were Mew and Malamar. <laughs> this is the same thing. Mew is like the comfort pick. It's really good. We'll talk about it later. That's one reason. The other is time management and game management is so crucial to that deck. Uh, doesn't matter the build. You're going to have 50 minutes to play one game, essentially. And if you don't win, you lose. And a lot of people, there's a lot of hard decisions, and it makes it even longer to play than PTCGL. You know, like it's, you're going to have to be telling your opponent to hurry up because the decisions are hard and real, and there's not been a lot of time for people that are going to pick it up and try and bring it. So I think you, you skew away from it. That's part of the reason I won't be playing it, yep. is I don't want to be forced to try and time management a 30-minute game, a 25-minute game with a deck that could take 50 minutes to not even finish a game. I think it's great. I think the deck is great. It offers every answer, every option, other than, the, you know, a healing deck, something with Sharon's, uh, big bulkies, uh, stuff like that. You know, Sableye is absolutely cracked. Uh, and getting these at maybe four times is just gross. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's, you know, and it's matchup spread is pretty good i mean it, it definitely beats tina because when you play tina down and you both flip over comfy you don't know if your opponent's playing giratina and your game plans to put one or two down and now you have one or two on the board now you're in a pickle so i think and and, and again the long games you're not going to be able to like i know that for next time i can play the single <laughs> prize you know version maybe i have a snorlax in there too to help for that but like it still doesn't matter because it, it's not great but other than that, I, I mean, I don't want to get in those situations. And I think a lot of people are going to agree with that. I think the where I'm at is I would definitely be playing Lost Box, I think. And I would be torn between the Four Seal Stone version. I'm a huge fan of because I think it's the most consistent and the best one in the mirror. Because you play, so it's a turbo build. I've got three vacuums in there, right? Very similar to the Taiwan winning list. I post on YouTube the list that I was at when I won the 1K with it. And it felt so good the other person who played it also made top eight with it and this is i do want to point out because people are gonna be like bro 1k like that's not the amount of talent in this room <laughs> we had one person going for top 16 na two others who have a decent chance of getting into the top 16 though they're a little more casual right now we had three tpci people i had to beat freaking puka in the lost box mirror like <laughs> it was just not a cakewalk to get there right let alone all the other people who were in the room, the Vancouver runner up was there, a handful of people of top 16, various regionals, etc. Right. So it was pretty stacked. Uh, the deck is nuts. Three lost vacuums getting turned to Sableye. 
it feels so incredibly good. It's the turn two Mirage Gate, turn two Sableye, whatever one works best. Your opponent didn't put down the mana fee, bet, here's a Greninja. I got the turn one Greninja against a <laughs> Gardevoir going second, right? They're like, uh, I'm going to go with two Ralts, no mana fee, like I'm going to be good to go. And I was like, all right, bet. <laughs> and it's absolutely, you know, Moonlight Shuriken them to death. It was so beautiful. I'm a huge fan of the turbo version. It does take some bad matchups. I will admit that uh, Lugia is a tough one is the only lost box variant that's bad into Lugia because you're you have no way to deal with 130 HP things. You don't have the Sky Seal Stone to deal with the Lugia and take an extra prize with your Raikou. So you trade evenly. But that's what I think I would want to play. I have been telling it to everyone in the world and several people are like they look at the list and they're like, yeah, but like, what if I play something else? It's. Everyone who's tried it has been like, it's pretty good. Maybe not broken, but it's pretty good. I'm a huge fan. Highly recommend. But I think both of you alluded to the fact that we all know deep in our heart, Lost Zone Mirage Gate stuff is going to have the lowest day one to day two conversion rate. <laughs> I oh, think, yeah. I mean, Pedro Torres plays it. He's going to day two. He's going to do incredibly well, right? But right. Mm, other people, I think it's an interesting choice of like, it'll be highly played, but a lot of people who are not going to do well with it for all the reasons that you two have already said. I'm hoping people play it, and if people ask me what to play, I'll say play it and play the most complex build you can. Plus one for turbo, baby. It's very yeah. straightforward. Yeah. No, no, do not play turbo. Play <laughs> something super complicated and, and need to have a big hand to pull off whatever yeah. you're trying to do. <laughs> and, and, and please keep misplaying against me. I, that would make right. me very happy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is one of the best things about. Okay. So the live being on the lower end of the ladder, because I haven't played that much. I'm in what? Cinderace tier? Score Bunny. Score Bunny tier right now. So you're hitting the meta decks. You're hitting the meta decks with the like, uh, maybe you're making some misplays, right? The Lost Zone players is Azul on stream is always just like, I'm just going to let him cook. And they always find a way to play themselves out of the game and run out of energies or anything like that. It never fails. So if you are going to play Lost Box, please play full games in your testing <laughs> because you can get a massive head start in a game and suddenly be out of energies and just lose right there. It's, it's interesting in the like even the u.s like here in the end of a format where people have probably been playing the deck for a while how many times your opponent goes i messed that up in the middle of the game, it's, yeah. like, it's like four four prizes deep yeah. into the game like, like i messed that up like, yeah <laughs> i don't i don't think i've ever played against a single lost uh lost box player in tournament who hasn't made like a misplay like ever and like uh, like tyler matthews is one of my locals at like one case uh he plays like uh Lost Box Ray at like every event. And he's like, yeah, but fucked up. Like, it's, <laughs> it's that hard. It's really that hard to play. Like, you can have thousands of games with the deck and you'll still make misplays here and there. So, yeah. Yeah. We had Pablo yeah. on after his top four, top eight run in San Diego. And even he was like, ignoring the stream game where he's like, oh, yeah, I, I screwed up several <laughs> times there. He's like, even throughout the day, he's like, oh, yeah, I misplayed this round and this round and this round and this round. And it was like, that's one of the best players who's been playing for a really long time and has been playing that deck a whole lot. It is, you will yeah. misplay playing that deck. 100%, and yeah. sometimes the misplay isn't even what you think of, right? You're like, I haven't mm -hmm. looked at my prize cards yet and I lost owned one of my two lightnings and it turns out the other one was prize and I just lost on the spot right there and it's like it's technically a misplay <laughs> like technically you were not supposed to loss on that even if you didn't have the proper knowledge at the time right like sometimes you get body <laughs> pretty hard 
I did a nest ball existing for that one too. Having more outs to mm. deck search that aren't as costly as quick ball is so massive yeah. for that deck. Oh. It's a it's a big win for Lost Box. It's a big loss for other decks though, which we can yeah. talk about later. But oh, and I assume yeah. that'll come up several times. <laughs> the nerfing of Luminion is huge. Mm, it's big. Um, Tina should also fit into this idea. So Tina dominated in Japan early. Like mm. when those first few weeks, it was everywhere. It was clearly the BDIF. It was not just the most played deck, but still the most winningest deck. It somehow won yeah. more than it was played, even though it was played the most. So it looked like Lugia level of domination. Is Lost Tina gonna be the deck again here or have we moved past that part of the meta and we're in our own new phase beyond the tina domination what are your tina thoughts christian i think we've definitely moved past tina's domination um i can't really say why it dominated that much in japan early on but uh we can see from like looking at like um more recent japanese tournaments that tina has actually fallen off quite a lot uh, not quite off, like, it's still a, a deck to look out for, for sure, but comparatively, like, Lugia in particular is doing really, really well, unfortunately, um, and then obviously Maridon, uh, just won a really big, uh, Japanese event, which I have thoughts on, but we can get to that, <laughs> I guess. Um, if we want to talk about Maridon, Maridon's not real, uh, but... Bro, Maridon's I broken, fine. I get a full bench every game... Yeah, and then a dead hand. And you, <laughs> you just lose anyway. Uh, but, yeah. No, uh, I think Tina's good. I think Tina has a lot of good matchups. There's a lot of decks out there that can beat everything uh, and just lose to Tina. Because Tina just hits really hard and it gets to play Lost Stuff, like Lost Some Stuff. Uh, I think we forget how much 280 is. <laughs> like, there's, like, 280 is a lot. And you play Choice Belt, and congratulations, you're just one-shotting everything. Besides, like, Guardi EX, which, like, you can just Sableye and call it a day. Um, yeah, and that matchup, so you, I, Sableye plus Greninja is usually the yeah, route, exactly. right? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Uh, so I think Tina's good. I don't think it's the best deck in the game, though. Um, but it's definitely solid, and, like, you could probably make a deep run with Tina, for sure. Yeah, I don't think I'd be shocked at all to see Tina in top eight. Like, for sure, oh, right? And it's one of those decks yeah. where it does reward skill. I think a lot of people end up saying, like, oh, this is the brain dead Lost Zone deck, which yeah. is, yeah, it's not the least bit true, right? Because you still have Cramorant, you have Sableye, mm -hmm. you have Greninja, you have the Tinas. Like, you have so many yeah. options. Like, you're the Mirage Gate right. Lost Zone deck, but you have an evolution line in there. Yeah. Like, it's not as hard, but it's still very hard. Like, it's still going to be harder than, like, any other deck, uh, like, in the game besides other Lost Box decks. So... Grant, can yeah. you sell us on Tina? I can't, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Tina is one of my favorite decks to play. I'm happy that it's back. Um, that, that one month that we got, it was so enjoyable to, to play with. So um, seeing it back in the meta is great. I think Tina wins the UIC. And I'll tell you why. Oh, that's a hot take. Okay. Yeah. It, why it's so good, it has answers for everything. Why it's bad is because everyone has an answer for it. It's susceptible to all the same things that most of the decks play. Um, but by having those answers, I think once they make to day two, you basically know the top players will know what your opponent's playing. So the only real terrible matchup is Law Zone. And so if you know your opponent's playing Law Zone, you can play around it to a, a degree, right? Yeah. And it just becomes a 
you know, prize. It's messy, but I think it is mitigated by knowing your opponent plays Lawso box to start. And there is, if you know the version of Lawso, and that also makes a difference too, because turn two shred, like if you go second, turn one cram into turn two shred against certain variants can still be good because it can make them overextend for a KO. Because if they trade two for two, uh, you know, you're coming out pretty okay there, right? Because you play two Roxanne's yeah. and a lot of other Lost Zone variants don't. So, right. like, you know, if they were the Zamazenta version, uh, maybe you're not going to shred them because <laughs> then you're going to get KO'd by a single prize and lose, right? But if they're, like, a Sky Seal Stone version, what are they going to respond with? You know, a Raikou, right. a Dragonite. Like, okay, that's a two-prizer. If they're Dragoniting you, you're in a great spot. And if they're Raikouing you, like, you can... You can deal with that. That's not the worst thing in the world, right? So there is knowing the variant of Law Zone is also pretty important. Yeah. Like Sablezard, you can shred Sablezard. And yeah. again, depending on prizes and blah, 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 right? But like, it's it's okay. It is it is a valid strategy that you can do as you're getting to that 10 in the Law Zone. I think in this early format, and it's always like like what Tord would say is like play four copies of, of every card. Play <laughs> consistency you know just do what you've got to do to survive i think with where with having the comfy engine being the the main engine i guess is having answers to everything is really key to surviving the you know the day one gauntlet because we're talking we've got 10 decks listed here plus things that we don't even want to talk about because they're <laughs> you know so, so rogue but still viable and people will bring them rapid strike and to, ha rapid and strike. to ha have answers to all of these is i think you know really crucial to to not just making it to day two but to like somebody being you know eight one nine oh and being yep. in, in cruise control for for a top eight and i think this is the deck that gives you that you can play fast you can get multiple games in you can play a one game um it just i think the versatility the matchup spreads are all tight around 50 percent. they're not auto loss in any case um a deck we'll talk about later, Gudra. Yeah, best matchup. <laughs> like you, you have your best matchup going into them because you just blast them. Having the ability to take any Pokemon off the board for two energy is crazy, yeah. right? Being able to put um, a card in that can blast a Mew for three prizes, everyone's going to do it. But having that is just that's part of the standard deck list, right? So you're already starting with that, and then having <laughs> to be able to take the other one for two energy is crazy. Uh, I think it's, you know, I, I don't think I could sell it any higher. It's at the top of my list to play. Uh, I, <laughs> if it wasn't I, obvious after all of yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll end up playing it because, again, there's a lot of decisions to be made with the Comfy Engine. I think it takes a higher level of skill than just your average player. Um but I, yeah, that's that's my pitch for it. You asked me to pitch it. I'm that's... buying Giratina. <laughs> yeah, great artworks on everything too. It's a great deck to bling out if you have money. Bro, there's no way awesome. you're blinging out Giratina. No, no, no I'm, playing, I'm, okay. I'm playing. I'm playing min rare this block. Okay, I was gonna I'm say tired of the, the max rare <laughs> stuff was insane. It was fun. It looked cool, but it is not worth it. It's literally a thousand US dollars for just the Tina line, not even That's the choruses Tina. and yeah. Now when when I do flip it over, I do already have the gold Tinas. So that's I know that's not max rarity necessarily, but like not anymore. I already have them. I already have them, so don't judge me. <laughs>
Uh, you did mention the goo, and be remiss not to mention Gudra purely because of the online domination. It is unreal clicking on these freaking hundred person tournaments and seeing a Gudra mirror in the finals. I don't have which one it was pulled up currently, but like Gudra is doing incredibly well. It's it's pulling off seventy percent win rate. It's like two people play it and they both do like they both make top eight yeah. in these online tournaments. Everyone thought the goo was dead. I was very pro goo pre rotation. I'm very pro goo post rotation as well. I was really hoping it wouldn't do well because it was on my list for uh, Portland. If you hit me down in Pikachu or Score Bunny tier on live the past few days, you've gotten bodied by the goo. <laughs> like I'm pro goo. <laughs> I'm gonna talk so positively about goo. So I want Christian. You're the Reggie player. Tell us, <laughs> tell, yeah. tell us your thoughts on the goo. Yeah, I'll be I'll be bad cop here. Um, <laughs> I it's you know it's a personal thing with Gujo, really. I can't I can't even like pretend to be unbiased. I think Gujo should just die permanently. <laughs> um, no disrespect to Gujo players. That's a lie. Uh, can I swear? Is that allowed? Uh, preferably not. <laughs> Okay, then yeah, I'll I'll keep it I'll keep it PG, but um, you don't use your imagination. Yeah, just insert uh, your own yeah. word of choice there. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, like joke jokes aside, though, uh, I think the reason Goo is like still a deck and like actually viable is because it doesn't actually lose anything like at all. No, uh, it loses nets and like parasol, but you don't I need mean, parasol you know, anymore. You're fine. Exactly yeah. right. <laughs> Uh, like you can block, you can you could block like I guess Tina's V Star. Um, That's or true. Like stabilize, but it's not enough to make the deck unplayable. Uh, and the meta hasn't shifted enough to make Guja bad either. I don't think it's like tier one, tier one point five, or maybe even tier two. It might not be any of those, but it's definitely like a viable, like real deck um, that you could like reasonably hit one or two of in a tournament for sure. Um, but I definitely expect it to take a backseat, like in the beginning of this format. And then as the format's more defined, we might see a similar thing to last format, where like Guja just like comes out of nowhere and like does well all of a sudden. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me that much. Um, and who knows? Maybe I might actually be a, a uh, beat a Guja because uh, I don't play a, a deck that has an auto loss to it anymore. Um, <laughs> That is one yeah, of the things. Uh, Goo in this format doesn't have any auto wins like it yep. pretty much did in the last format with Reggie yeah. being the most obvious, but there were some other Mirage Gate Lost Zone decks that didn't really have a good answer either. And now oh. it seems like all the ones I've seen have a chance. And part of that reason is the Sky Seal Stone and being able to like yeah. smack it with a Zamazenta into a Sky Seal Stone play is yeah. pretty viable for some decks, right? Yep. I mean that's probably your only only path on it for like a loss zone. Yeah. Because you're taking eighty less damage, whatever you can heal everything, and you're only giving up two prizes. Like you outpace them. You're taking yeah. prize every turn. So having a, a you know, a really great matchup into what we're talking potentially could be the most popular deck, uh, is is pretty incredible. Um I don't know what, what the matchup's like with Mew. I think it's probably around 50-50. I haven't played it post-rotation. Pre, it was not yeah. good. It was not 50-50. No. Mew was definitely favored in that one. But post, I, I haven't. Because Mew's, Mew's too fast, right? Like, Mew can just get yeah. there before you even get set up. And even if you get set up, they can just blast you. Um, so those are your, your you know, most popular matchups. So 
yeah, maybe it does take a little while to get uh, to gain traction, but def- definitely be played. You'll see people playing it. I don't want to run into them because I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Even if my matchup's good, it's just so annoying. And you you always play one every time, no matter what. Like even if they didn't play Parasol, like it's like I still don't want to play this matchup. I mean, rope so rope bosses. Tina's the only deck that can rope boss KO. Yeah, and Mew, I, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I think Tina just out out. Yeah, having your um, you know your your V Star and then yeah rope boss. Like and if they never get a second goo yeah or not never get a second goo but they never get a third goo like you get through yeah, two no. of them and you win the game right i think the thing we ha- we haven't brought up um is that you know everyone's like these decks are dead because of no net i think it's proving totally false obviously yeah. um but i think the biggest benef- uh beneficiary of net would have been gudra in this sense i guess to, to clean up some of that stuff mm-hmm. but the other big missing piece for a lot of these decks is rod yeah. Um not having Rod is pretty critical in Gudra. Um I'll go and... going off of that real quick. So Maxwell Johnson won our last regional post rotation pre-rotation with the goo. The technology of the Melanie. Highly yeah. recommend, partially for that reason. You don't want to energy recycler Mirage Gate. But I've had games with Gudra. Again, I'm at Pikachu and Score Bunny tier, so my opponents aren't playing the best necessarily, but even when they're playing, like, I think they're fine. Like, I'm not seeing any obvious misplays. I've not hit a single chorus and still been able to attack with the goo because of how good Melanie is. Highly recommend. If you're going to play the goo, play two Melanies with the Poke Gears. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Melanie's always been good, and the synergy with Greninja is just, you know, inherent, right? Yeah. All right, so it seems like we've done a good job of mentioning Goo is maybe maybe not the best play, but I'm still going to sell you on the Goo. <laughs> I still like it. It exists. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Goo, our next deck is Mew. So you have DTE, you have Fusion Strike version. Christian, you said it's going to be the most played deck, which, and Grant, you agreed. I don't, I was going to put it number two, which is why it's number two on here, but all right, bet, sell me on Mew as what are you teching against are you teching against the dte roxanne path are you teching against the fusion strike with deoxys and meloetta and just clapping you on turn one what do you think is the most popular since you're more tuned into the eu metagame um i think it's too early to say what'll be most popular uh honestly both have their pros and cons i think fusion is more explosive i think fusion is probably better but that's take that with a grain of salt um, maybe like a bucket of salt, honestly. Um, but DTE is definitely the more consistent build. DTE Mew is so consistent. It's still so consistent. And like my main takeaway from this meta testing so far has been that everything feels inconsistent. The exception is Mew. And specifically DTE Mew. Just, it feels like it never breaks. And like, you path them, oh, they always have vacuum. Like, I was testing um, Mew versus Artina earlier today. And I got... Uh, like every every time, every opening hand, I had opening path in hand, right? Path them turn one, right? I proceed to what proceeds to happen is they go bump stadium, right, with anything really, and then turn one well, uh, turn one Meloetta, kill whatever's in the active. Every time, like three games in a row without Let's fail. Go. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, needless to say, I'm not playing Arctina anymore. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> on the deck, but any any potential thing that could have happened with me playing Artina is just gone now. 
Um, because like you could just lose to Mew in a single turn, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, Four Seal Stone you know, really assuming... made the turn one Elisa Sparkle like oh, almost so guaranteed easy. now. Yeah, it's yeah, like and like cram, like you play four crams, so sure crams a coin flip, but like if you find enough crams, you're gonna hit heads, right? Like yeah. statistically. Um, and then your deck, like if you build your deck around it, it's so easy. And it's so annoying to deal with. Like, you start a two-prizer, there's nothing you can do. You just pray. You just, you actually just have to, like, pray. Uh, which feels terrible. Um, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> needless to say, I think Mew is really good. Um, but I guess, like, a counterpoint is that I think because Mew is, uh, I think a lot of Europeans expect Mew to be the most played deck. Um, or at, at the bare minimum, like, the second most played deck. I think everyone's going to be playing Drapion. I think you're a fool if you're not playing Drapion this weekend. If you have, like... If you're playing anything Lost Box, play Drapion. Mm -hmm. um, if you're playing Maridon, I don't know why you would, but if you are playing Maridon, play Drapion. Um, if you're playing... Like, lit literally anything. Literally anything should be playing Drapion. Even, like, there is an argument to be made for Lugia playing Drapion. Like, Mew is unironically. Yeah. Mew is that good of a deck. That you could actually argue playing Drapion on a deck that already plays at least one Tyranitar. Um, it's it's insane. And that's another like good thing for Fusion, is that Fusion has a inherently better time into Drapion because you have one prize attackers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Leading um, with Meloetta into a Drapion deck is like they have to find a different answer and that offers you yep. more turns. And more turns favors me. Yep. Exactly. Also, if you're attacking turn one, like <laughs> unless you're unless you're killing a Comfy you're probably just winning, like, immediately. Uh, and even then, like, you can turn one with Deoxys yeah. into a Comfy, and then, like, they can't just cram you, because you have 120, and Deoxys is an actual, like, card you should be playing now. I think oh, 100% agree. At least, in, in, at least in Fusion Mew. Um, and then with DTE Mew, it's, like, less explosive, but they can still just Judge Roxanne, like, Judge Roxanne, they're the best Judge Roxanne deck in the game, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, not Judge, yeah, Judge Roxanne Path, uh, like, either or, throughout the game. Um, and, like, you could just rock sand to two useless cards and lose the game, like, regardless. So, yeah, Mew's good. Uh, play Drapion if you want to do well. Yeah. That's it. To add to the fusion strike, Mew, real quick, uh, Deox is 100%. I agree. Uh, Collapsed is also incredibly good into the Lost Zone mm -hmm. decks, just in general, because you play something like Deox or even two Deoxys. I don't know if that's a little aggressive or not. I might be overthinking Lost Zone, but you know, yeah. you have these things that can't be crammed and then you can clean them up or you can clean up your Mew or you can do whatever. And that just screws up so bad because I've mostly been on the Lost Zone side of it, but you're sitting there and you, you have your exact prize map. You have all your damage counters ready to go. And then suddenly something gets collapsed away and you, you just don't, you're just like, that's, that's my game plan. I now need a whole extra turn or sometimes even two turns to have a chance. So you lost city, so you can get rid of the Drapion, obviously. But yeah. I'm also a big fan of Collapse, big fan of Deoxys in the Fusion Strike deck. Or I'm not a fan of it because I would play uh, Lost Zone if I were going to UIC. So uh, take your yeah. pick on those two. Grant, Mew stuff. Yeah, I mean, especially because this is the UIC, like I'm haunted by uh round one james cox double donking my <laughs> art my, my arceus even having like the crowbat vmax and all that like just not being able to get anything and just knowing the power and speed of the fusion strike mew i'm gonna be ready for it for sure because i think it is going to be super popular um and then as far as like the dte mew 
just having to deal with disruption every turn, like judge every turn, and they always have it. It's so consistent. Um, you know, I think it's actually probably the better play. Like when I I bought the like I said the Mew codes to uh, fuel up my live account, and the first deck I built was obviously Fusion Mew. I'm like looking at it, like DTE Mew might just be better of the two. I'd believe it. Especially yeah. given all the comfy stuff. Judge path, judge path, judge path, Roxanne path, Roxanne path. Like, it's insane how much that just wins you when you're already doing what you want to be doing on the other side, either way. Like, not only are you brutally beating people with damage every turn, you're disrupting them every time. It's so crazy. Um, I, I agree. I think Drapion should be in most decks. Um, the problem, I think, like, if you put it in Lugia, it might not really fit in there. Uh, I don't know, necessarily. I think part of the problem is... Well, actually, no. I think it's fine now, because you're playing <laughs> Stadium, right? You're playing Stadiums. You have, like, three that or four, yeah. That, that was yeah. the issue last time, because if you, you kind of want to go to Lugia, um, but the path, you can only get rid of it once, so you usually do it to use your V-Star. Then, if you can't get rid of path, Drapion's you have to power it up, and that's you know four energies is energy intensive, and you can't do. Um, you know, you really have to start thinking about that. I know we're I not supposed know. to hype up Lugia right now, but Tyranitar having the extra HP into DTE Mew specifically and requiring two modifiers is <laughs> very good. Yeah. Tyranitar is a very good card. This is this is very true. It's so gross. Unfortunately, it's such a good card. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how much more there is to say on Mew. We know it's good. We know both versions are good. Um, it's going to be very popular combined. Christian and I both think top played. Yep. Um, I'd put it in number it, two, but that's still <laughs> that's still vote. there. Yeah, we'll you, you lose yeah. you lose the vote two to one. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump into Lugia because we were already starting to get into Lugia. This is a deck that last week on the like, hey, what is your group in testing and stuff like that? It was like Lugia is good, but a little inconsistent. And then the online tournaments came and the online tournament said, actually, maybe it's still inconsistent, but <laughs> the power level is yeah. so high. It doesn't matter. And it won both late nights. It's been all over top four. It's been winning other, you know, hundred people tournaments the lugia the single strike lugia grant i want you to start us off on this one because i know christian's gonna have a lot of positive things to say on lugia for sure but uh grant the lugia the single strike lugia the t-tar yeah, etc good if you remember if anyone remembers uh during covid when when these sets came out uh Locke and i were the biggest champions of single strike and trying to make it work and I was playing it in the Azul sub tourneys and doing really well with it. Only person really getting there like finals twice. I love single strike stuff and it's just been so, and obviously the grant rants came from um, impact energy, urn, houndoom, all of that. I love seeing it working uh, and it's really great. It, I think, I don't know how, like I haven't been in the game long enough to know what a run hot deck is, but I think if you, if I had to define it, I think this is it. I think if you are, you know, flipping well and you have the right build, the deck, you're going to win a lot. And that's sort of what Lugia was to start with. If you get two Archeops in the bin right away, you just win. 
you know, other than the mirror, because sometimes you can, <laughs> you don't know. If you put down, if you have a Manaphy down or something, you start a Manaphy, then they end up dogging it for two prize at the end, something like that. Um, but I think, it, you know, I really like it. It's growing on me. Um, I'm going to be testing it later today a lot. Uh, really excited for that because I, again, I like the single strike stuff. I like the versatility of TTAR. And I think that might be part of the um, success it's been having online is a lot of people don't didn't really know what it does. And so when you're like, oh, TTAR is going to come in, they're going to hit for 300. And they just mill you instead. Like, okay, well, there goes the cards I need. Yeah. You know, and then you hit into them and they mill you again like okay there's everything i need and the mill can hit for 140 too which is right and right the mill yeah, does that's damage <laughs> like, yeah that's that's the thing like i think probably caused some surprise i think going in the uic after round three or four your opponent will know what's going on but still they can't stop you unless you've have built your deck to stop luke like the way We've been doing it the last four months or, or whatever this format, six months, it feels like. Tropius Grass Energy, baby. Let's Tropius, go. Yeah, uh, rally, rally back. Yeah. Rally back, Tropius. <laughs> Boonana. Exactly, bro, the Tropius. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's my thoughts. I, I like it. Um, I think it'll be popular. I don't know what the top players will think of it. Uh, I'm sure some groups will bring it for sure. Uh, just because it is that powerful and it is Lugia, um, I've, I, you know, I know the strategies around capturing Aroma. Nest balls. Flip and, the right coin. Yeah. <laughs> What's right, the strategy? The right <laughs> flip, yeah, I know the strategy. Flip the right coin. Uh, Nest balls an interesting wrinkle because, you know, very rarely, usually most of the time, you want to have your Pokemon down the turn before, so. Nest Ball is kind of just there. I don't even know. Like, maybe you play two max. It's not a four of ball count, which feels weird because the whole thing is about getting your Pokemon. Um, yeah. Nest Ball is a type of card that, like, it is nice for, like, the Radiant Serena plays. And, again, I'm a Lost Zone player, so play Radiant Serena and Lugia. I, I, I hate saying that out loud, but... But you should. It, it is good. the yeah. If you play that, really yeah, I'm I'm scooping yeah. almost immediately. Like if you get the turn two and play Radiant Serena, like I mean, there are versions that have answers, but every version of right. Lost Zone I like does not have an answer to that combo. That's and, fair. And Radiant Serena's you know a chunky build too. What is it like one fifty? It's one thirty, which is again is only every basic in that stupid deck has one hundred thirty or more HP, uh, yeah, which true. is. And it heals itself. So exactly, yeah. it's so bad for Lost Zone unless you have specifically built a deck that can answer, which is like Raikou, Sky Seal, Stone, Boss, yeah, and a way to KO Titar. Unless they have the Dunsparce, uh, but also no, like, bench the again, Dunsparce, please. Let me pick it off. No, 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 no. Right. bench the Dunsparce, please. Yeah. Don't play Dunsparce oh, and don't, Lugia. Don't play Dunsparce. Don't not do not right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But if yeah. you're bring Lugia, bring the Dunsparce. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> But the other thing, too, is, like, you can't path this deck anymore. It's not just a, a path and win or path and buy two two turns. A deck we'll talk about later that I'm sure a lot of people are going to bring is a deck that needs those two turns. Mm -hmm. You're going to see Klepke. You might see a path, early path. Um, it If you're, play, you're playing stadiums now, uh, what the right stadium is, it's probably Mezagoza. <laughs> but, you, know, you, you know me. If, it's so if funny. Was, if I'm bringing this deck... I'm going to be testing out uh, the tower because tower and, and draw ammo, play the fourth urn, even though you probably only need three. Just, you know, 
having some utility like like that's what i would do with duraludon early on like a year ago now i guess salt lake city or whatever. yeah like i'm i'm loading out with karens i'm loading out the, the towers and i'm gonna draw cards because that was the biggest problem with the deck biggest problem with this deck too was path and bricking and drawing and just your top deck well now you don't have to worry about bricking and you have gift energy so you don't have to worry about bricking. Like, it's got answers now. Is it better than before? I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm talking myself into it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard not to talk yourself into it. Christian, talk Grant into Lugia real quick. Oh, I'd love to. Uh, <laughs> actually, I wouldn't, but I'm going to anyway. I I hate that I'm saying this. Uh, you have no idea how much this pains me to say. I think Lugia might be the best deck in the format. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that hurts to hear. Might. Right, well. Either Lugia or Sky Steel Stone, in my opinion. This is I'm early in. on, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Grant covered most of like the important stuff, but I think something I really can't overemphasize is how good Titar is as a card. This card just seemingly unintentionally counters the entire meta game <laughs> for like no reason. Like it has an attack that one shots everything in the game. Okay, the first attack. Hey, hey, one shots Rapid Strike Urshifu V Max survives. <laughs> okay that, that's not real but okay um like the first attack just like the first attack is actually so just really really good because it kills everything in or almost everything in lost box yep right for minimal effort uh and mills two cards which can be super relevant like you mill one important card against lost box and the game just ends oh you hit like, like a chorus too yeah. Oh, you can have Colrus too. Like, oh, your your deck just doesn't work. Like, unless you just draw a second one off the top. But it's it's a really, really, really good card. Stonejourner is a good one prize attacker. Yveltal is a good one prize attacker. Uh, I won't talk about it too much because there are some things that can't leak. Um, <laughs> but single strike has a lot of good options. Yeah, and they're mostly really good. Yes. Because um, like we talked about and, this pre-pod, yeah. or was it in the middle of pod? Houndoom is so mm-hmm. bad yeah. that the single strike attackers are so good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. My one gripe with the deck is that I have to flip coins, and I do not yeah. like flipping coins. Uh, even if Mexicosa is, like, fine, because you can, like, put it down, like, get it, like, maybe get a Pokemon, and then discard it with Lugia so your opponent can't use it, I think that's kind of nice. Uh, capturing Aroma can either be the best card in your deck or the worst card in your deck, and you just never know which one it's going to be until it's too late. Um, I would like to say that I'm really happy that we're actually acknowledging how good Burnett... Not, is it called Burnett? Burnett? It's Professor Burnett, Burnett, yeah. Burnett, yeah, as, is as the card. Like, that card is nuts. Like, having, like, a Lugia and a fish in your hand, and, like, you flip on the, uh, on, like, you just get a, a V-Star, like, on anything, really, but you have to flip for it, which sucks, but... Um, and just having like brunette, like you don't have to do anything else. Yeah, like you just have your setup, and you don't have to worry about it, right? Um, I think Lugia is really, really good. Uh, maybe slightly inconsistent, but comparatively to so much else, it's really not that bad. And then best of three as well. It's you only got to set up bad. twice. Yeah, exactly. Um, your deck is also just really tanky. You play V-Guards as well. Like, everything has just way too much HP. So you could fall turns behind, and you're probably still fine into most matchups. Uh, with exceptions, of course. But Re- Regen energy, too. Regen like, energy oh, is so, so good. Cram oh, hit, yeah. and then you're just like, all right, bet. Fully yeah. heal. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, you're still going to do your strategy, like get rid of the mm-hmm. Mezigos with the with the V. Yeah. Like, it still does everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, unironically, like, going second, attach region energy, read the wind. Like, what are they going to do? Oh, yeah. Like, they just... Lost Box just kind of sits there like, uh, okay, <laughs> what what now? Like, I could Raikou, maybe, if I have it. Turn two, which is a lot to ask for. Uh, turbo, like, baby. The only... Yeah, Turbo. Seal zone for the vacuum. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I think Luke is really good. Uh, I think there's a reason it's doing well in the online tournaments. You um, both mentioned Capturing Aroma. I want to talk real quick that there's been a little bit of between like Great Ball and Capturing Aroma. And Christian, you seem like someone who might have done the math on it also. But I ran through all the like numbers with the thing that I can't remember anymore. I keep wanting to say dimensional analysis, but it's not dimensional analysis, but whatever. The calculator that's like the probability of hitting a thing within a thing. And Capturing Aroma is vastly superior to Great Ball almost all the time. The exceptions are when you have four Archaeops in deck at the start of the game, but you need to get two of them, not just one of them. So I'm a pro Capturing Aroma there because it's like an 8% difference between Great Ball being better. When you have three Archaeops in deck, you need to be down to less than 30 cards, if I remember correctly, for Great Ball to be better than Aroma. And by that point, if you're still digging for the second Archaeops, you're probably screwed, so it doesn't matter. Luminion, you play two probably in the deck. And if you play two Luminions in the deck, Aroma is almost always better than Great Ball as well. So like Great Ball really only matters if you're going to Great Ball first and then hit a Mesa goes ahead. So Great Ball feels better in theory because you don't have to flip. But I will say based off the math that I was running, it really seems like Aroma is not just like a little better, but like vastly superior, like 10% plus odds of hitting what you need better than Great Ball is. So don't buy the Great Ball hype. I'm not. And it's a guaranteed thin to at least one card. Like mm-hmm. also yeah, big. That- that's the little things add up eventually in a, in a long run, especially a, like a long international. Um, yeah. Any any little slight advantage is huge. So and aromas too. Like all right, if I hit, I don't even know heads. If I hit heads, I get the archaeops. If I hit tails, I hit the luminion for the burnet. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, there's they're fine. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying for the aroma <laughs> strat. <laughs> I wasn't gonna give that one away. It was too. <laughs> well, I'm leaking. I ain't going. Off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, obviously, it's pretty intuitive at that point, but we're um, pretty pro Lugia. As much as I hate to say it, it yeah, I was ready for Lugia to be done. Especially the one tournament I brought Lugia to, there, there is no was saving those hands. Yeah, it turns out twenty 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 is not <laughs> make a good deck. <laughs> well, sometimes it does. It won plenty of tournaments. Lugia was the BDIF, but there's a lot of very good players who did not do well with Lugia. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Guardi is the next one on the list. We're kind of going to zoom through the last few, I think. Guardi might be one we talk a little bit more on because there's a lot of cool stuff. But uh, Christian, pro Guardi, against Guardi, and or are you teching for Guardi? I have a lot to say on Guardi, but I'll keep it short. I love playing Guardi. That deck is so fun to me. Uh, I would like to start off by saying I'm very pro, I'm very pro Mirage Step. I think Mirage Step is nuts. I, uh, I also refuse to call it anything besides water duplicates, like, from now on. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I'm announcing trade, water duplicates, and psychic recharge, and you cannot stop me. Uh, <laughs> and if I'm playing Mewtwo, I'm saying I'm assembling Exodia. Yes, okay? you have so to. If, you, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm playing this at EUIC, which, after today's testing, uh, I might not, which I'm <laughs> sad to say. Um, 
But if I if I am, if I do fall back on it, I will be announcing my cards like that, and you cannot stop me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, no, I think Guardy's good when it works, and or when your opponent doesn't just shit all over your board like immediately. Yeah. Um, I think Mewtwo is probably the best way to play it as well because it gives you an actual Lost Box matchup. But even then, like if you go, you could go turn like turn one, you could go four Ralts. And turn two, like, assuming you're playing Mewtwo, which normally doesn't play Candy, which I, I think you should play a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my opinion, but... Uh, like, turn two, um, like, if you get crammed, you have three Ralts now, and you go three Curlias, right? And then you kill Curlia, and then you have two, right? And then you don't play Candies, so you bench a, like, you bench a Ralt, and it's, like, not doing much. If you can even, like, find Stretcher or find Clara. Mm-hmm. Um... And that's another reason I think Mirage Step uh, is really, really good because you can prefer you can preserve Ralts, and then you only need to find uh, your Curlias again, which you grab double Curlia uh, instead of like one one uh, off of like your Pokemon recovery. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Guardy's good when it works because you can like win most matchups in like two different turns. When so it works, it's so good. <laughs> it's so nuts when it works. Like into Lost Box, you'll be three turns behind, and it's like. Uh, if you can kill a Drapion, like, can get rid of the Drapion out of the deck, it's just, set up Mewtwo, Roxanne. GG's. Uh, kill, kill. Yeah, I was like, oh, you don't have an answer to my 310 HP Mewtwo? Okay, uh, like, they can't scoop up another Comfies, so they will literally, like, it's literally checkmate. Yep. If they don't draw out from two cards and, like, a flower selecting and a top deck, right? Um, Zamaz- uh, not Zamazenta, Zacian Sky Sealstone is also just insane into, like, half the game. Uh, again, you can fall two prize uh, two prize cards behind Lugia, and then you go um, Sky Seal Stone one. Uh, you could Mewtwo a bench Archeops. Uh, earlier today, I Mewtwo an Archeops, uh, so my opponent uh, couldn't Titar um, in combination with Judge, right? Uh, so they hopefully didn't have Titar energy. Then. Um, if your if your Mewtwo survives, the game might as well just end because you like one shot everything on their board and snipe, uh, and and snipe their Archaeopses. Mm-hmm. Um, you could play it without, but your you have your matchup spread becomes worse. You're probably not that much more of a consistent deck. Um, but like talking about uh, we were talking about earlier how like I think it was Tor that say like max consistency like the start of the format. We were like seriously discussing playing four Battle VP Pass, four Level Ball, four Fog Crystal, and four Ultra Ball earlier today. Uh, it hasn't been tested yet, but it was brought up. I think there's seriously validity discussed. to that. Yeah. Yeah, because I just want to see Ball Search. Because, like... Guardi, I think, is yeah. the deck in this format, even ahead of Lugia. When it sets up, mm-hmm. it does, in fact, beat everything. Literally the, everything. The problem yeah. is, do you set up fast enough to beat Lost Box? Yep. Do you set up at all into <laughs> Mew or anything like that, right? Like... Yep. Yeah, those are the that's, killers. That's what I that's what I brought up earlier. Like a, a deck that needs two turns, and so yeah. I think Christian makes a good point. Like I think you kind of have to run the candy. Mm-hmm. I know everyone like Twitter, and it might just be meta manipulation, but like getting candy gives you a turn yeah. that you can't afford to lose that turn yeah. because unless you like start the Zation, do the ability attach, and then have an attack the next turn, you're sitting out two turns, which is crazy. Because everything can attack in two turns on you. A lot can attack on you one turn. We're going to see Fusion Mew. We see Cramorant. Like, yeah. we're going to start seeing attacks. 
So you can't really afford to wait to <laughs> evolve, evolve, and again, to go to the ball surge. Yeah. Put them all down. Hope they don't die. Evolve. <laughs> Hope they don't yep. die. Evolve. Now I can play the game. Yeah. Add to the fusion Mew real quick, too. They play multiple Lost City. So you also yeah, need, right. like, because you have to get your stuff out there ASAP because they lost city a single Ralts. It's feeling bad. That's yeah, pro candy. Good. Yeah. Yep. The only non candy version I've ever played that I liked, and I think I'm safe saying this on stream now because with Lugia becoming good, I think this deck is now unplayable. But you play a very heavy Klefki version with the Mewtwo V Union, and it did very well at the 1K. Cameron Shinoi was on it. It seemed really good, but Klefki into Lugia is literally just dead cards. Like you get farmed so hard in that matchup. Yeah, it's not it's not playable anymore. Yeah. And people have definitely tried this version, but. It felt really good into like most things, and you didn't play candy because you wanted your refinements and you were able to be really slow. And otherwise, yeah, candy is candy's a lot scarier. Lost box, if you double candy guardies turn two, I'm feeling bad. <laughs> I'm not super excited about yeah. having to KO two of these things now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's another thing. Sorry, no, uh, I think Lefty's like really bad in the deck. Personally, Clefky's I don't think Lefty does. <laughs> I don't think Klefki does anything into it. Like, every deck that loses to Klefki, in theory, already plays uh, for Escape Rope. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like, does it actually change anything? And then against Mew, like, all they need to do is just go Mew DTE, right? Like, because if you put, if you get two Klefkis down turn one, you don't have a board. Like, at most, you have two rolls, right? Realistically. Um, and if they start swinging, well, you just... Now you just lose, like, period. Um, I don't think Lefty's a very good card. Also, my room got really dark all of a sudden because the sun's setting. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick, I made a tweet yesterday about, like, it's fine taking a bad matchup to something. This is yeah. off of the list that I posted, the uh, Turbo Lost Box. is like, what do you do against Klefki? I've gotten asked that so many times. A, Klefki sucks. B, yep, yep. you let everything else beat Klefki. <laughs> That's, yep. I mean, granted, there are decks where you're like, you know, Tina, you're fine. Lugia, you're fine. A lot of Mew variants are generally fine because you just need kind of one turn of drawing cards. So, yeah, this, there are certain things you're fine losing against. I will very happily say it with my full chest. You can lose to Klefki at EUIC and be fine because so many people will not lose to Klefki. Because it's yep. not that good. You could lose to Klefki and win anyway. Yes. Like, <laughs> There's a very real uh, chance you get zero Klefkis the whole tournament. You, you, you see it, um, too, like, especially like a, a Tina or something that can um, lost uh, whatever the Abyss, Abyss of Sneaking. Yeah. And, like, a, you're, you're chugging in there, alright, they're buying their turns, whatever, setting up, and like, they have like a you have Greninja and you can snipe and they can't use their mana feed because the Klefki shuts it off and like, yeah. like it, it hurts yourself at times. Like, um, yeah, especially like shutting down your own Greninja. Like, well, you might need to draw cards. Like it, you can't just sit behind one. You need to sit behind two because of rope. It's just such a bad card right now. Like, unless you're playing some sort of stall or control or something where you're, I, I don't even know where it would work. It yeah, just that one's so bad. Other cards, so. Yeah. Yeah. And you're turning off your own deck. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't Rotom when you have the Klefki and the active as a control deck. And not being able to Rotom's bad because you're like, oh, I can Klefki and then Misfortune Sister spam Lost Box. 
but then you're like, I'm not, how am I drawing any cards? <laughs> Cause I have a cleft key in the active and I just have to hope the top deck and misfortune sisters every turn and mill all of their switch cards. So I can eventually block Snorlax something. And it's, I've, I've been yeah. lost in the control sauce too. Like I said, I'm, I'm thinking as tournament ahead <laughs> already. And it's a very different world out there. And I'm just going to play lost box anyway. Right on next deck. Speaking of cleft key decks before yeah. we jump into the, <laughs> Christian's currently shaking his head. No, Grant, you audibly said pass. I I can't sell anyone on Maridon. I'm sorry. I oh. think it's so it's not bad. The problem is, and Christian, I think you said this earlier. You do set up, right? Because I was like, oh, you get your full board turn one. And you're like, yeah, but then you dead draw. And there's yeah. no other way around it. The only good Maridon deck, I think, would play multiple Flaffies. But then you lose to Sableye, and you're no longer a good yep. Maridon deck because you lose to arguably the best deck in the format. And that's not a good combo. <laughs> no. Is there? No, I think. Go for it. Yeah, I think I think the only reasonable way you could play the deck is with uh, a line of Flaffy, probably a thinner line of Flaffy, and like a Radiant Greninja. And you have a way to draw cards without like ruining your entire deck by discarding energies every turn. Um, I think Recycler makes a lot of sense in the deck anyway, so you could maybe do that. Uh, but like being forced to play Greninja doesn't feel good either, right? Because you want to play like a smaller amount of ball search cards because a single ball search cards should be able to fill up your entire bench, right? Um, I will point out that there was the list that won over in Japan that played like a Magnezone line, which I think is good. I think if, if you're playing um right on which I, I wouldn't recommend but if you are you should be playing it with magnezone and i think that list also played two poke gears um for those who don't know what the magnezone yeah. does which was yeah. me like a couple days ago uh yeah, it's same. switch one of your opponent's bench pokemon and do 40 to the new one and then you have regilecki v max so you can ko comfy ralts you know whatever you want to yeah there's also the uh the v star uh, which I think it's like a two-one line. Um, yeah, I believe the V Star for a quote me if I'm uh, not what's it called. Stop me if I'm wrong here. Oh gosh. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's two or three energies, uh, and then you get to search your deck for two trainer cards or item cards. They're um, item cards. If it were trainer cards, that card would be cards. so much more playable. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But like even just item cards, like you can get double generator or you can get generator Poke Gear, right? Uh, just being able to like pick generators out of your deck is a huge deal. Because the primary issue with Maridon has kind of always been like you set up one attacker and your attacker dies and you have a dead hand because you don't have a draw engine. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts on Maridon. Not good. Yeah, it's <laughs> lightning color colorless for 180. And then the V-Star is also on Magnazone. You bring up the Comfy with your Magnazone V. They don't KO you because they're like, whatever, I'm going to rope around this thing because this thing sucks. Valid. But for Lightning Lightning, the V-Star does 90 to 2 of your opponent's bench Pokemon. So it's bad yeah. Greninja, technically, but you can you can go two turns in a row and you can get three prizes with your two prize Magnezone. So it's... I don't know if it's good, but it definitely sounds like it is the correct way to play the deck. Yeah, I, I will say It's the correct that. way to play a bad deck. There we like, go. Yeah, there, yep. yeah. I can't say it any better. I got I got nothing to say. I haven't tested it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's garbage. I think Christian said it well. You get... you. Fill your bench up, and then what do you do? You're <laughs> you're dead. Yeah. Great, you, great. You set up. Maybe you get the uh, generator once. Okay. Now what? Your 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 drawing is because you're getting a prize card. Like I, I think it's. 
I hope people pulled a lot of the the cards and ride-ons, and I hope they're really excited to play them, and I hope they bring them to you. I love. <laughs> I'd love to play a few of the first couple of rounds. I, I feel you, man. I feel you. I'm, I'm, I, I play them right on. Don't listen to yep. me. Don't listen to me. Right. I, I only play one deck, so I'm bad at Pokemon. Yeah, don't right. listen to me. Uh, no. And before the Maridon right fans, on. or after probably, because they've already sent it, but before you post the mm-hmm. comments on the YouTube or DM me, if you think you have the broken list that's different than the ones we've already seen, that's fine. Bring it. Prove me wrong. If there's another meta deck, I will be so happy. But the lists I've seen, I've played. I've not played the, the latest Japanese winning list, but the previous ones, the Leckies, both the Hit and Run and the other version, they are not something I would ever bring to anything above a league challenge, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah, That's they're not. Right. Yeah, you better bring something different if you're bringing a ride on. And the last thing, we're going to skip a couple decks we're skipping rapid strike we've already been making fun of rapid strike but i think rapid strike will see more success than maridon will it's just Probably. the deck is a potato not, it's not by a lot <laughs> it is a potato it's such a potato it's like you just don't set up and you'll hear people because now we're at the time where i will click on random twitch streams to see what people are playing and things like that and you'll see people playing it and they'll be like oh if i would have set up and it's like yes it turns out not drawing cards does result in yep. your deck not setting up. Like this is not a Crazy surprise. <laughs> yeah. uh, and yeah, somebody, somebody who won't be named. I think he hosts a tournament on Friday. <laughs> Sent something in our Discord that he loved the deck, and no one <laughs> got crickets. Like nobody. Uh, so we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about Dialga, even though I absolutely love that one. We're not going to talk about... Um, I think those are the only ones that are really meta, because the last one is going to be Arceus. So we've seen Arceus Giratina. It's already been mentioned on here as probably the best one. But you could also see Arceus Pile, quote-unquote, which is Arceus plus Espeon plus pick your favorite V-Star that isn't Giratina. <laughs> and that deck also technically exists. Arceus Duraludon, too, I do want to point out, did see success in Japan at a point and so tech and like significant success not like yo i saw that thing win a city league once like there were a couple weeks where it was constantly top four or better of almost every single city league city league being the league cup equivalent so then technically that's a deck too right but uh christian arceus is this real thing currently for euic or does arceus need a more defined meta i think arceus is real i just don't think it's like it's not up there with like Lugia Lost Box Mew. Uh, and I hate that I'm saying up there with Lugia Lost Box Mew again because I've been saying the same thing for like the past five months because they're just still the top three decks, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that's just the world we live in. Uh, kind of have to deal with it. But anyway, uh, I think Arceus is fine. I think if you can survive past turn one against Mew, uh, you're you're chilling because you play four path and you play four judge, right? Uh, and at some point, they will break. It might take a while, <laughs> uh, they will break eventually, and uh, and you'll be fine. This is talking about Arctina, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about it before, but 280 is just a lot of damage. Like, an unreasonable amount of damage for a lot of decks to handle. Uh, just being able to blow something up is a big deal. Um, if you're playing Arctina, I think you should be playing Drapion. Yes. More so because then you can, you can set up a Tina and Drapion something, and you have two attackers that one-shot Mew Max, and you go down to free prize cards, right? So there is counterplay from you into that, especially if they play Fusion. Um, but, like, you're putting your opponent in a really, really hard predicament where you need, like, one card and you win the game, 
right? And if you play the barrel, that's very reasonable. Uh, so I think Arctina is a good deck. I just don't think it's, like, one of the best decks, but it has a real chance into, like, all the best decks. Because you could still... Path is still an effective strategy against uh, against Lugia. It's just not as effective as it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and also against Lost Box, like, you honestly don't even need to play Pikachu in the deck. Like, you can just set up an Arceus and just judge him every other turn. Uh, and, like, you're trading pretty evenly, if, unless they play Zapdos, which most don't. Um, and they whiff a single turn of attacks, and you just win. Like, you just you just kind of win. Like, you don't even have to set up Tina. Uh, you could set up, like, two Arceus and a Tina, uh, just so you have a response to, like, uh, Vs, uh, to one-shot Vs. Mm-hmm. But it's really not that necessary. Like, you're fine trading just into their entire deck. Um, because they're going to whiff an attack, and then you're going to win. Uh, and Cram isn't even that relevant, uh, damage-wise. Because Cram free strats, so... I think yeah. is good. Uh, it just has to get over, like, the the first turn hump. Um, and then Arc Pile. Uh, Vulpix <laughs> is a great card until you hit Tina. Yep. And that's, that's it. I think Arc, I think Arc Pile with, like, Vulpix and, um... Vulpix, Aerodactyl, and probably Espeon is how I'd play it right now. And then you play Matchup Roulette, and you pray you don't hit Tina's. Like, that's that's where I am with Arcpile, honestly. And there's someone yeah. out there who is fine playing the Matchup Roulette, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, it's not me, but, I mean, you could. I guess that's one of the yeah. other downsides of Maridon playing Magnezone to go against... As much as it pains me to go against Vulpix, because I wanted to play Vulpix to Toronto, the only regional I've been to, and I was like, uh, it's actually not great for this meta. Turned out it was. Oopsies. Uh, Oops. Magnazone is now the only good attacker in Maridon that actually gets through, what's it called? Uh, Vulpix, which is very unfortunate and very saddening for me. Uh, Grant, before you speak positively about Arctina, because I know you're going to. I think yeah. the biggest reason <laughs> I always come back to Arceus decks is because they can play four Ultra Ball and be Barrel, and these are very good cards. I've heard very good cards. I indulge and a lot Squovet. of Pokemon content. That's true too, and Squovet. I I indulge in a lot of Pokemon content and Twitter, and I keep hearing the same phrase: "We need better Pokemon search." That is blatantly false. Ultra Ball is a ridiculously good card. We were spoiled before with Quick Ball and Incense and Ultra Ball. But like, no, <laughs> Ultra Ball's it's so good. And the fact that Arceus yep. is one of the only decks that can abuse that and Judge and Mew can as well, unfortunately. But Arceus can do it. Always draws me towards Arceus decks for sure. Yep. Grant, yep. sell us on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously, I'm obviously a big fanboy of Arceus. Like, Arceus uh, has done me so well in the past. Um, but I think it's it's still just so good and consistent. The V-Star power is crazy, right? It's always going to be good. Being able to abuse Judge Path, we've already talked that up with the uh, DT Mew. Like, how good Disruption and how good this deck is against Disruption is crazy, as you were just saying. Bibril, Squovet, like it's got all the uh, it's got all the tricks and tools. And the best part about it is that it is able to adapt to the meta. You can play the cards like right now, like we're saying, Giratina hits hard. It you know it provides that utility. It's big. It's beefy. We didn't talk about Sharon yet. True. It's got healing. 
which is yep. great. It's you know it's got all the tricks and tools. If you want to do, you know, we've seen it with water stuff, the the Melanie, you can play it with whatever you want, essentially. You've seen it with Duraludon, powering something up and getting off the board and being, you know, that's all you're used for. I think at this point, if I'm leaning towards Tina, with a backup of Lugia now that I've been talked into, <laughs> I think my safe pick, if I don't feel great about either one of those, is going to just be... Arceus. It's pretty straightforward to play. If you've played it before, you do know the little nuances. If you don't, by round three or four, you'll probably pick them up. You know, <laughs> yeah. day of testing. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, it has a decent matchup spread across the board. I think its worst matchup on Trainer Hill is uh, the Urshifu pile. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, you don't have a worse matchup. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, you, you, you're doing all right at that point. Um, you know, we, we talked about uh, it's, it, you know, if something hits into you with a, a stone, it's like they have to find that and the stone and the switch in a turn when you're judging them, when you're pathing off their uh, Greninja, like, it's pretty good. It's just, you know, it can brick. If you go, if you don't get too arc down sometimes, like against the Mew, Fusion Strike, you're donezo. Uh, if you um, don't get an energy attachment turn one, that means you're not evolving to be able to power up your benched Pokemon. So it does have flaws, which happen a lot, but we're playing best of three. So yeah. it's pretty consistent. Other than that, if you can set up two out of three times and you have a decent, you, you can attack going second, powering mm -hmm. up your bench, that's pretty useful. Uh, I think it's a good play. It won't be played a ton. I do think it, it will take some time. We'll see it at the regionals. You'll see it at Portland. Um, but it, I think it's a pretty safe pick. It might, it's the safest pick for UIC, put it that way. One, I think that's a reasonable statement, yeah. One last pro Arceus thing, too, is previously it was bad because of Lugia and Palkia being able to OCO it if you went second, right? It was like picking yeah. off a of V was so easy. Lugia can't really do that in this format. And it technically can, but like it's so unlikely that you're going to get two Archaeops in the discard pile and have Gust if you go first as Lugia. And then Palkia obviously isn't. I want Palkia to be a deck, but we mentioned earlier Tyranitar can Oko everything. That includes Ice Rider, and Palkia Ice Rider would have been a good deck if it weren't for that. <laughs> yeah. Other good deck Dream that we didn't Palkia? talk about. Yo, no Dream leaks. Ball Palkia could come out there? I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, where was I going with this? Oh my gosh. I completely forgot. Uh, yeah, Arceus. Oh, Arceus is a good deck because it was gatekept before by things that are no longer in existence. The keyword is good. The keyword is not great. Yep. I'm not selling anyone on it over Lost Zone. Play for a Seal Stone box. That's my that's still my pick. <laughs> I've not changed my mind. Yeah. I think we've covered all the big decks. I'm really excited for people to add us after Rapid Strike Box wins at EUIC and call us all morons. That's fine. If we're this wrong, I'm welcome to that change. Bring, bring on the Rapid Strike box supremacy, baby. But come talk shit. My DMs are open. Yeah, <laughs> tell me how hey, tell me how wrong I am. I dare yeah, you. Uh, Omnipoke <laughs> uh, is still around, and they said that uh, ADP was a terrible card. So. <laughs> Christian, if people do want to DM you and tell you how wrong you are, how can they do that? And any shout-outs you might have. 
Oh, I'd love to answer that question. Yeah, I like to shout out myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, PT, uh, what's called Sticks PTCG. Uh, I shit post and like post deck lists, and it's I mean it's the same thing everyone else posts on on Pokemon Twitter, and not that unique. Uh, I have opinions, <laughs> and sometimes I say them uh, even when I shouldn't. Um, and uh, yeah, um, that's that's it really um yeah <laughs> grant how about you shout outs and where can they find you uh shout out to kdr all the boys including yourself Melo. um the uh you know um twitter is a thing that was a, that was a deep thought right there thank you for that yeah, one <laughs> i i have so many uh things about what's been going on on that uh it's at for but to follow me it's at real boo ck one word um i think the funniest thing about this episode is watching christian if you guys are watching on youtube slowly <laughs> melt into the darkness <laughs> the sun's going down here yeah it's, uh it's getting late yeah. it's not even that late it's like not even nine o'clock it but, started yeah. bright and sunny and it's slowly yeah, yeah it's <laughs> just disappeared yeah. completely I, I don't know where the light switch is in this room this is not my room um <laughs> so, yeah myself you can find uh, me on twitch twitter and youtube at mellow underscore magikarp when this releases i will be on spring break which means i will try to stream once or twice because i need to grind on live and if i do it on camera i'll actually play and if i do it off camera i'll play a game and then say i'm done with this i'm gonna do something else so there will be a stream maybe even two next week to play some live and practice for portland regionals because i have to win otherwise i have no self-worth as a content creator right this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast, and we'll catch you all next week.